Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The following is paid commercial programming. The views and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of WSSP, Intercom Milwaukee, its staff, or sponsors. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi, and every river, lake, and field in between, let's talk everything outdoors. Yeah, it's time to hop on the crazy train. <laughs> Welcome to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors, presented by Interstate Heating. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors. Only on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All aboard! <laughs> You're on the crazy train with the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors. Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome. You got Danny Bush to my left. I'm Tommy the True Neubauer, and Greg Janik is on the boards in the studio feeling a little bit better today. He's been under the weather a few weeks. Anyway, good morning, everybody. We come to you every Saturday morning from 6 to 8 a.m., live and unrehearsed from the Interstate Heating Studios. (laughs) I had to think about that for a second. From the Interstate Heating Studios here in Hales Corners, Wisconsin, Talking about all things fishing, hunting, and wherever we decide to go. Right, Danny? <laughs> sometimes on the rails, yeah, sometimes, sometimes off the off rails. Off the rails, yes. And that's why it is the crazy train. <laughs> well, there's, uh, you know, we got that, uh, the, the, the musk, the, they call it the Milwaukee Muskie Expo, but it's really not in Milwaukee. It's at the Washington County Fairgrounds. That's going to be taking place in two weeks on uh February 10th, 11th, and 12th. But they changed it up this year, Danny. It's They got one area, like half of the hall, for all musky stuff. Yep. Or is it just a whole building for musky? And then they got another area that's well, all the other fish. It's not on – you can go to uh, muskyexpo.com and, right. and uh, you can see the uh, – Nice website. It's got in, it endorsed the just completed Chicago show, and they're talking about the upcoming Muskie show. Um, but uh, Doug Reuter talked to me uh, on the phone about a month ago, and he said that they were going to do something different this year. With that one, they are going to um, have a multi-species show go on at the same time. So there's going to be one building okay. dedicated for the Muskie schmoes as usual, and then they're going to have a... Uh, a general fishing one, uh, and so I guess that's why the tickets I have in my hand say Fish X instead of Muskie Expo yeah, because yeah. they've kind of kind of switched gears midstream on it, and I think it'll it'll attract a lot of a lot of people. Uh, now the show going on this weekend in Waukesha is a Muskie only one, I right, believe. So right. that one's you know, so you got a couple of great shows. You could catch one this weekend, and you can head on out in two weeks and go to mm-hmm. the uh, what's been the traditional M- Milwaukee Muskie Expo for a long time. You know, I'm surprised that they haven't done this sooner because, yeah, there are a lot of musky nuts around, okay, without a doubt. Yep. But I think there are more 
you know, anglers out there that fish for the pike, the bass, the panfish, the walleyes. And, and I think this is a great idea when you can have one haul that's got all musky nuts, you know, and the other haul for everybody else for all the other species. I think this is a great idea. Yeah, I agree. The, I, I love the musky shows. I used to go religiously, and uh, I think I'll stop out at both of them. I'll probably mm-hmm. visit the one this weekend, and uh, I'm going to do a little shooting first today, and then I'll, maybe me and my buddy Scalandro will visit that uh, Waukesha one. But then uh, two weeks from now, I'm I'm gonna take a, take a drive up there and check it out. But uh, they're good shows. But shows that I've liked the most over the years, Tom. Uh, the the sh- one of the shows that I really enjoyed a lot was the Madison show years ago. Oh sure. And yeah. Doug told me he started that show. Oh really? Yeah, he yeah. started that show. Yeah. Uh, in fact, it's it's weird because like in 1990, I was working in Madison, and I remember one time I went to the East Side. On a cold Sunday wintry day with cabin fever, and I bought a fishing rod at some small little tackle shop that I just happened to drive by. That Doug used to own that shop. Oh, really? Yeah. I, whether or not he, I didn't know him at the time, and yeah. whether or not he was working then, but yeah, it, it was his shop. And um, I had attended one of those early Madison musky or fishing shows and i like the multi-species aspect yes, of it you know yes. they and the amount of uh, tackle and rods mm-hmm. and so i like that that's the first time i saw tony rizzo I, I remember i went and stood next to him he was in some booth and he's a he's not a real tall guy right, and, yeah. and he's wearing flannel shirt and yeah pretty unassuming yep Con- contrast that to the guys with the um, just fresh back from the dry cleaner start shirts and patches that you'll see <laughs> at most of the booths yeah, today. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, but... Uh, you yeah. know, out at that Madison Fishing Expo years ago, I, w- I was the MC for like two or three years. I MC'd everybody. Really? Yeah, and I and I think I pissed a few people off. I think you know? I threw an egg at you. At yeah. that one. <laughs> Was there some guy in the back cussing at you? Uh, well, you know, like, that would have been me. I, I, you know, you know me. I like no. I, I I joke around like you do. You know. Yeah, right. And uh, uh, oh, who'd you piss off at that one? Well, that wasn't Bob, the one. Bob when Mesa you... Comer for one. Well, you Ticked so him you off. called. <laughs> so you called. Uh, you called. Tony Rizzo a munchkin one time and, and uh he you pissed him off. And what that was at a different show though. What what'd you call Bob Mezicomer? I Captain call, Kangaroo? No, I didn't call him a munchkin. I just said all the fish that all the muskies Tony holds up are look really big because he's kind of short, you know. So all every he catches a forty incher and it looks like a sixty incher. You know, if I were him, I would have said, you know, all the bass. I would have, I would have said this. Tom, the bass Tom catches are really much bigger than you realize because he's kind of fat. Yeah, that's he's what I would have. That's what I so would have said if so I were Tony so coming the, back at you. Yeah, so the fish look small, right? Yeah. Um, Anyway, and uh, no, I can't remember what I did with Mesa Comer, but it was funny because Mesa Comer, when he did his talk, yeah, he went up and he said, "I'm going to play this video. It's very interesting. It's very informative. You got to pay attention." So he walks off the stage. One of his people start the video. He leaves. Goes to have a beer and a he smoke. goes someplace for like thirty, forty five minutes. What they pay him five grand? And to then speak? they. And then, so you sit there and watch a video, and then he comes back when the video's over, goes up on stage, and he says, I'll take a few questions. You know, he's there for maybe five, ten minutes, and then leaves. And that was it. I thought, wow. But no, uh, oh, I can't think of the guy's name. He was with In Fisherman Magazine. He was the guy who used to live down by Lake Geneva area. Dan Sura. 
Dan Suro. Okay. Dan, remember Danny Suro? Yeah, I've seen and, some videos. Yeah. Magazines. And Dan Sura had, uh, he's got really curly hair, you know? Yeah, yeah. And uh, just jokingly, I said, hey, what'd you do, stick your finger in a light socket? <laughs> His, he had that Gene Wilder hair, you know? Stick it up. I was just joking around, you know? Yeah, but, y- you know, <laughs> that is cut. Ca- I don't blame uh, him for getting uh, mad at I, you. No, he didn't get mad. He, 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 I'd be like, well, he, but he doesn't even know you. Yeah, I did know him. See, that was just it. I, I had I had met him yeah, before and talked to him before. We were just joking around. Well, now, this wasn't. I mean, in, this wasn't in front of anybody, you know. Yeah, this. it doesn't matter. <laughs> oh my Come God, on. Tom, man, Come on. oh man, you can no, you you know what was that book? I think influence. He Make friends and influence enemies. A no, Zig no, Ziglar. I no. gotta buy you a Zig Ziglar. How to, Ziglar. I, how to I, make friends and influence people. People. Yes. We gotta buy him, buy him the book, Greg. Man, oh man, oh man. <laughs> Maybe he's doing it for a reason. He just doesn't want to talk to people. Well, um, no, no, it was it was in jest, and he took it that way. We were just joking around about stuff. And, you know, uh, Waka. Oh, but anyway, John's son-in-law. Yeah. He's got hair. He's like a uh, Aborigines, New, New Zealand, yeah. right? He's from New Zealand, yeah. And it looks good when it's in a ponytail, right? But. When he lets it out. He likes to let it Ooh. out sometimes, and I, I think that must be, like, cool some places because, you know, even when he was at John's funeral, he didn't have it tucked into a ponytail uh, in back. It was like... It's but, like two feet on either side. Yeah. Two feet. But, I mean, that's... <laughs> Literally. His, you know, Waka's a good friend, I you know, and, uh, and uh, you know... He's a cool guy. He's got the foreign accent. Chicks dig him, so I like hanging with him. I might, you know. He brings make, the chicks over. Brings right? the chicks over. He does <laughs> a flying yoga, all the stuff that they like. Yeah. But, uh, you know, so he's a buddy of mine. Anyway, he met me at Carly's for a, a brewski last summer. And uh, he comes through the parking lot, and there's a guy there. He's with a couple of my buddies, Colmar and some other knuckleheads. And he had his hair out. And this one guy looks at him and goes, that's a lot of hair. And he looks at the guy and he goes, that's a lot of belly. <laughs> and everybody, bought, and I mean, it was boom, you know. <laughs> and when the guy did say to him, that's a lot of hair, it was a little disparaging. It was a little disparaging. He's really? kind of looking at well, him like. Well, it is a lot of hair, that, you know. But, I you mean, know, that's a lot. it's more than just a lot, you know. It's, yeah, but, it's a lot, a lot. But, you know, a guy can kind of, kind of. You know, just the way a guy kind of looks at you and sizes you and says yeah. something, you can tell whether it's not a compliment. Put it that way. So I, I agreed with him shooting back at him. Yeah. I think I might have said something like that to Waka, too, when he was in the studio one time. And uh. I said, hey, Waka, let your hair out once. I got to see that. And I went, holy moly. You know, that's a lot. I well, mean, that's but okay. I was just like, wow, that is a lot. Yeah, you know? yeah. You told him. And you don't, you told and him you, to do it. Yeah, and, and you, don't said, think, you don't think there's that much there when he's got it tied up. Yeah, you know it doesn't look like that much is there when it's tied up, and then but when once it lets loose, it's like wow, it's a lot. But anyway, so we've got during uh, the first commercial break. You know what I'm going to do, Danny? What are you going to do, Tom? I'm going to make Greg do a little work here. Great. You got enough paper over there, Greg? Just don't insult him. I don't insult anybody. I'm a nice. Just I'm a pussy don't... cat. Yeah. I'm a. I'm just like a cuddly teddy bear. Uh, I got six. Two packs of tickets. Now, this is for our early listeners. I'm going to do five instead. 
five two-packs of tickets. They're free admission tickets to Fish X. That's in two weeks at Washington County Fairgrounds for the Muskie Expo, the Fishing Expo, all fishing all the time. So if you call 799-1250, but, Greg, you're going to have to open up the phone lines. You're not going to do all five right now. Yeah, five now. And I got more for later, though. You're doing five two-packs now? I've got a lot more, Danny. Well, why don't we pace it out, dude? Well, I don't know. I just want to give the, the early listeners a chance. We're, we might not even. Oh, There's next, one guy sitting on the John next, drinking oh, his coffee. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. That's right. right. We should give it's, some it's, away next week, Yes, too. it's two weeks. Yeah. You just said that like 10 minutes yeah. ago. Why don't I just Boy, give I away you, two? Alzheimer's been setting Here, in, Greg. Old age. I'm a little concerned. Hey, two sets get an appointment of two. For a neurological How about email. that? Two sets what? of two. Two sets of two. Okay. All Look what right. you did. What did I do? What did I do? Look what you did. Look at it. I don't know what it. Phones oh, they're are all light, lit, lit up. Are, oh, they're all lit up. Phones oh are God. lighting up. By God, you got everybody. You got the whole. Metropolis shook up right all now. Right. It's too early well, in the morning for that time. All right. Well, we'll take a break. We'll let Greg answer the phone and give away two sets of two And, and the first caller gets a free custom rolled smoke from Tom Neubauer. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back Do with more <laughs> on 105.7 FM, The Fan. The Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors, coming to you live and unrehearsed, as you can obviously tell, because who would play this stuff after having recorded it first? So anyway, Tom, yeah. um, we gave away some tickets, and we appreciate everybody listening yeah. this time in the morning. We will be giving tickets interspersed, big word, interspersed throughout the day, so keep listening, and hopefully you too can be a lucky wiener. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I was talking to some of the other shops in southeastern Wisconsin about ice fishing sales. Yep. Everybody's down. Every and, and, and you know, right now, like over at Sherpers, we got twenty percent off of all ice fishing stuff. Right. And that that to I, I, I think it's like the best price you can get on like uh 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 ice augers, uh right. The, Power uh, or the, the, the laser, uh, the lasers. manual lasers. Best price to get a laser ice augers or beaver dam tip-ups or just any kind of ice gear. I think it's like might be the best prices around right right now. But everybody's telling me because of that warm spell we had, you know, there for a while, um, that it's just not a lot of fishing act. Well, guys, people are catching fish still, but you got to be careful. You got to walk out. You know, you're not going to be driving out. Um, so yeah, it's you got to be well, careful. You know. Here's the it's thing. Just, I, things are down. This I year. have checked statewide reports, Tom, mm-hmm. uh, and I haven't seen any good reports. I mean, as far as mm-hmm. great ice conditions, great this, yeah. catching lots of this anywhere. 
It's uh, I mean, people are out, like you said, Tom, they're catching fish. But not killing them, you know. But not, nobody's not been killing them. them. The, yeah. weather, the weather has sucked, let's mm-hmm. face it. Um, now, I typically like to get out in January and do some late-season uh, bunny rabbit and big fox squirrel hunting because this is the time of year the big mm-hmm. fox squirrels got their big winter coat. You can get a two-and-a-half-pound fat one. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it, when it was, like, wet and drizzly and no snow on the ground. I didn't jury out. Uh, not sunny. I, I haven't been out yet. I don't don't want to go out walking in the woods on a crappy looking day. I want to go out on a nice sunny still day with some fresh snow on the ground, sun shining. I like mm-hmm. those you know winter days in the woods. But now it's like forget it. Season ends now, so squirrels they're they're going to escape my wrath for another year. <laughs> and rabbits will continue. Yeah. yeah. Uh, crow. How many people really hunt crows, Tom? I, I I never wanted to shoot one really because I look at crows as like the 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 what do you, what 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 do you like the, your brother the no, great spirit crow no 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 the uh, speaks uh, to Tom uh, in the night they're like the custodians of the highways you know they clean up the highways custodians of all the carrion highway you know they all the carrion that's laying around that's been hit by cars or whatever they're 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 eating all that so they're cleaning up the highways well, I went to shoot one once and it looked down at you me know? and said never more and yeah. I thought, that just freaked me right out and you I, know, I didn't let her fly you know speaking of crows what I have wanted to do but my wife put the kibosh on it of course kibosh on it. i wanted to to shoot a, a big crow right yeah and then have it mounted with its wing wings just coming up and looking down and we've got a hutch across from the front door okay and that when a person would walk in the front door there'd be this big crow looking down at you with its wings like it's just starting to lift up you know i thought god that would be so cool you know but my wife says you ain't putting no damn crow in the living room. <laughs> I have to change it to change your name to the Adams family, I think. Yeah, but I just thought that would be cool. Well, I shot at crows, yeah. believe it or not, crows. Uh, my dad, being an old farm boy from Douglas County, uh, he had told me as a young lad, he said, crows, and back then they were unprotected. He says, crows are really smart. They are smart. He said, they are. if you raise your rifle, they go to fly. And uh, back, in fact, there was a bounty on him when he was growing up, Mm -hmm. uh, like five cents or nickel for a feather or something like that. But uh, when I uh, was young, I I experienced that, where I'd be walking along the railroad tracks with my twenty-two, and there'd be some crows in a tree, and as soon as I went to raise my twenty-two rifle, they'd take off. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, I had read some pretty cool books by naturalists, one guy who studied a bunch of crows, and he had actually come to a point where he interpreted, now I don't know how, bo- whether this was bogus or not, their different signals and calls. He yeah. had he had interpreted, I mean, they got their own crow language, I guess. I hear them, you know, they'll they'll do their 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 crow, you know, their ha ha, whatever. They'll they'll do like don't make me do no, my no, crow I know. imitation. They'll do do like two or three, and then they'll might do five or six, and then you know, there's different amounts of you know that they do, and then they got this. It's like a, almost like a warbling, like like nuts cracking or something. A weird one, you know, where it goes. I, I can't do it. Really. <gasps> no, 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 goes, no, not not that <gasps> one. <gasps> right. You that's... imitate them and go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And if they go, <laughs> <laughs> you go. <laughs> <laughs> that's true, though. That's true. Because yeah. they got their different calls, and yeah. I learned this from a buddy years ago. He said you can call crows, and I said no, you can't. He says watch. So he did it, yeah. and. 
when I, especially when I was in Missouri in college, I'd hear in the Ozarks, I'd hear these crows way off and I'd make bets. I'd say, Hey, I can, I can bring those crows in. And I would just mimic exactly what they did. Mm-hmm. If they went, you know, I'm not going to do it. Yeah, right. If they but made if- this sound, then I'd do it. And I'd duplicate it and that would bring, make them yeah. curious and they'd come yeah. in. And if you had enough foliage, you could be kneeling down by the ground and they'd land up in the treetops yeah. and start looking around. And sometimes it might just be one curious crow coming sure. and looking. And uh, one of my proudest shots ever was up in Marinette County. I called one in and I had my 22 Ruger pistol. I was squirrel hunting. I just missed an extremely large fat squirrel at point blank, fox squirrel at point blank range and was kicking myself. And so I, I heard this crow and I called him in across the field and I couldn't believe it. I shot this crow way, way. I could barely see a little pitch, piece of black through the green leaves way the heck up in this tall tree. And I, I was kneeling down with the pistol and I just put it up and squeezed. And all of a sudden I see this thing toppling yeah. coming down. And I just kind of went to the barrel and went, <laughs> but I just missed the easy shot yeah. at the squirrel, but I redeemed myself with the crow. Yeah. So, yeah, you can call them in. Yeah. I saw this, just this past week, not a half a block away, not even in one of my neighbor's yards, you got a big tree. And there was uh, about from the top, and it's a real tall tree, from about, about 20 feet down from the top or maybe 10 feet down, whatever it was, there's this big old hawk sitting in there. Mm-hmm. Above the hawk... Okay, inside the branches, there's three crows. Oh, yeah. And they're looking down on it and hawking away. They're, you know. They go crazy. Oh, they go, they go crazy on them. They're looking at the, and, and that hawk, it never, it just sat there with its head up. It d- d- didn't move, just sitting there real quietly. He's just waiting for one of them to fly away, you know. I'm amazed. I've seen those crows, hawks, owls yeah. just sit there and take the abuse. Yeah, yeah. Taking the abuse. <laughs> and they'll sit there sometimes for up to oh. half an hour. And then finally you'll see the hawk, whether he's getting fed. It's almost like the hawk is going to let those crows know, I'm not leaving because of you. I'm leaving because I want to. Yeah. So it sits there just long <laughs> enough, yeah. ignoring them, and then goes and, and flies away. Now, I read uh, a book years ago that said that owls mm-hmm. uh, prey on crows when they roost at night. Uh, hence... They are a natural enemy. So those predator birds are natural enemies of the crows, mm-hmm. and they don't seem to distinguish hawk, owl, whatever. They seem yeah. to, they're equal opportunity haters. Yeah. They hate them all. Yeah, right. And, uh, yeah. It, it, it was pretty cool. I mean, I wish I could have stayed and watched longer, you know, but I'm not going to sit there for God knows how long. You I'd know? like to see when one of those crows bites it in the middle of the night, when all of a sudden that owl that they've been harassing all day long has his revenge when one of the crows is tucked with his head under his wing and boom, take that. Yeah, take that. Take that. Well, hey, take Bark at me, yeah. will you? Well, take this. We're going to a break. We're going to be uh, doing the gut report right after this break. And then after the next break, we'll be doing the horn schwaggle. So stay tuned for more. We'll be right back with the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors presented by Interstate Heating Studios. Crow goes, ha, ha. You imitate them and go, ha, ha. Okay? And if they go, ha, 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 you go, ha, 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 ha. Come here. I'm going to eat you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly. The Gut Report is brought to you by V Marchese Produce and Discount Liquor. You know what I found out, folks? Pizza dough 
And if you make your own pizza dough, it makes a great bread. You mix your pizza dough, and you know, I'll tell you what, I like putting in a little oregano, a little garlic, a little olive oil in my pizza dough. But I'll tell you, you make your pizza dough, you put it in your bowl, let it rise, and then put it in a pan, or actually let it rise in a pan that you're going to make the bread out of, and just put it in the oven at 350, 375, and let it cook out there for a while. You'll know when it's done. But, yeah, pizza dough, because, you know, you like eating the pizza dough on pizzas, right? Make a bread out of it. It's excellent. As a matter of fact, just had it the other day. The Gut Report was brought to you by V Marchese Produce. When quality counts, you can count on V Marchese Produce. Insist on the best. You can visit them at vmarchese.com. And by Discount Liquor, where you'll find the best price, selection, and service at 51st in Oklahoma in Milwaukee and Main Street in Barstow in Waukesha. For weekly specials, go to discountliquorinc.com. Come here, I'm going to eat you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly. Who you got there, Greg? We have Keith in Waukesha. Okay, good morning, Keith. Hi, guys. How are you doing this morning? Oh, just fine. Oh, it's our friend Keith. Yes, what's up? Yeah, I just got a question for you. I, uh, You know, it's this time of year, and uh, I'm older now, so I don't ice fish that much, but I watch these fishing shows, and I watched uh, Larry Smith last he, week. Yeah. And he's a good guy, and I like what he was doing. Yeah. Where was where was he last week? He was on uh, fishing for whitefish. Oh, that's right, County. up on the Bay, Bay of Green Bay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and uh, with the I just kids, have a few right? About he, fishing he, regulations. Yeah, and I want your guys' opinions on it. If you think I'm nuts, or you think I'm just being picky about stuff, <laughs> you're being <But> picky. <laughs> on his show, no. <laughs> he showed all these kids fishing in a shack, which is good. Yeah, yeah. They all threw their fish in one bucket. Yeah. Also, that's illegal, you know. Yeah, I know that. Yeah. <laughs> also, he threw all the fish guts on the water. That's illegal too. That's you illegal mean you too. mean on the ice? And he also ate ice. a goby, which is illegal too. Uh, I don't. Did you? Do you really think he ate the goby? Well, that's besides the point. <laughs> but yeah, one and take it to a DNR station. That's all you can do with him. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I think a lot of these regulations they got are kind of goofy. <laughs> yeah. You know, but when these guys do this on these shows. And it, I mean, he's taking the kids out fishing, but it's a lot of, you know, a lot of the guides in that. That's how they make their living, taking groups mm-hmm. out and doing stuff like this. Yeah, this yeah. is what they did as a matter of fact. Yeah. And you what know, was your opinion about the enforcement of these yeah, violations? Yeah, you know, and see, and you know, the thing is, is that the kids are having fun. I always thought it was kind of dumb that, you know, that you have to keep your fish separated so that the DNR guy knows whose fish are whose, you know what I mean? I've yeah, always we thought that was. We had a break was... on Delavan once because the DNR guy says, "Hey, you guys can't do that." Because, yeah. You know, we throw all our bluegills one. one yeah, time. exactly. You know? Yeah, who doesn't do that? We everybody does that. I think the DNR could pick up half. You know, could write tickets to half of the people that are out fishing every day. Yeah, he I made mean, a skull, but I mean, he definitely said that, and he says, you know, you don't take any live fish off the water at all. You take live fish off the water, you're in trouble. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 yeah, I, you know, when when they were throwing all those white bass in the same bucket, it's like, so what? Who cares? You know, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I just thought that that was kind of, yeah, I don't agree with that rule. That is kind of silly, you know, uh, but it is a DNR rule. You know, maybe that's something that could be brought up at the spring fishing game hearings too. You know, yeah, but and, uh, uh, I was just wondering about and, you know these guys. They make these shows. Yeah, and that's how they make their yeah. living and get their business. Yeah. And that and, if you remember a couple of years back, Gillespie was fishing on Delavan and keeping 15-inch walleye, and they <laughs> nailed him, and he at least well, came back and 
Well, that's because that, that's because the guide gave him wrong information, and the guide he was with that time wasn't really a guide on that lake, you know. Yeah. So he just gave him bad info. The but you know, don't care. You still get the ticket. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then, as a matter of fact, at that time there was a class action lawsuit brought against John because uh, a whole bunch of people went out there fishing the following week, right? Uh-huh. And they were keeping 15 inches and getting tickets for it. And then they said, well, John Gillespie said it was okay. And the DNR guy said, well, we don't care what he said. It's not, <laughs> you know. Well, uh, so anyway. You know, I but I would have known about that because in the 90s, I went on the Rock River when they changed the bag limit for saugers. And he had a fishing show there the year before where you could keep saugers. Yeah. And old uh, Mike Green got me with a with a 14 and a half inch sauger. Uh huh. Gillespie caught it. He says, "Not no more." And Not anymore. <laughs> well, he. By the way, the, he nothing happened to John because uh, the people who brought that action against him, uh, the DNR, based the judge said basically, it's up to you to know the regulations. Exactly. Yeah. This is what I was told. Right. Was, he was right. Yeah. You know, it's just read the regulations before you go on a That's water. right. That's and simple. and the other I thing with wanted for, to know what your thoughts on that were, and if they're well, going to say anything to him about it or what. Because he's got a show that it, it, it gets a lot of press with that show. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people watch it. The other thing, too, is, you know, throwing guts, you know, uh, on the ice. You know, if you notice, uh, the, the the seagulls and whatever other kind of birds are out there, they they, they like eating that stuff, you know. That's and what I and mean. They clean and it, it up instantly. They yeah, clean it up it, probably better than, a, you know, a trash can on the shore. Well, so. exactly, yeah. It's gone right away. I mean, it, it goes. And, and if it is stays out overnight, other animals are going to find it or other birds. So that stuff doesn't, like, lay out there. But, you know, that's just one of the rules. It's just like if you uh, – uh, you know, a lot of people don't like carp, right? So they, a lot of times they catch a carp, they slit its belly, and they throw it back in the water. That's illegal. You can't do that, you yeah, know? Definitely. Or, or yeah, yeah. so, I, you know, I don't know. There's some rules that, I don't know, boy, well, I'll tell you. Well, maybe if you get a DNR guy, usually you got somebody, uh, you know, used to have yeah. Drake come on or somebody like that, we can, we can get a hold of Yeah, you know, you know, I'll tell you what, I... I I have, uh, you and your wife, when you're out fishing and when I'm out fishing with my sons or friends... I bet you know we're we're breaking those rules all the time because we throw our fish in the same live well, you know, and and we don't even keep limits, you know, because we don't need to keep a limit, you know. Exactly. If we we I mean, only you know, I can fish every day if I want, so if I get four, you know, half a dozen nice bluegills, I'm happy with that. Yeah, you know, I so. mean, uh, yeah, when my when one of my sons and I go out, if we want to bring some fish home, we keep maybe about fifteen of those nice bluegills or crappies, and, and that's plenty for our family, you know. We don't we don't need uh, catch limits, so. Yeah, there's something should be done about that. I, I agree that it's kind of a silly rule, but yeah, you're right. Somebody who has the exposure, like a Larry Smith or a John Gillespie, you know, on their TV shows, they they really, they I guess they really get, guess should pay attention to the rules and regulations, you know. Yeah. I guess you know. So yeah, who knows? We'll talk to a warden when we have one on next. Uh, Matt okay. Grappy hopefully will be coming in the studio one of these days. So. Thanks Alrighty. a lot, guys, and uh, you have a great day. Okay, you too, Keith. Bye okay. now. Bye-bye. Thanks for calling. Uh, we're going we're gonna to go to our break right now, and when we come back, we're doing the Hornschwaggle. Now, Danny Bush is going to ask you three basic questions about hunting, fishing, whatever, and all you got to do is get two out of three correct, and you will win a $10 gift certificate to Bucky's Fine Meats and Sausages in McGuanago. They, man, they got all kinds of stuff out there at Bucky's. You know, besides the meats, they got seafood and they got sauces. They got, and they got free samples out there, which of course I like that a lot. But anyway, Bucky's sponsors uh, the Hornschwaggle. So stay tuned for that. Danny will be up with you in just a couple of minutes. So be the first phone caller 
to be a contestant at 799-1250. That's 799-1250 here on the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoor. Welcome back to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors, coming to you from the Interstate Heating Studios, 799-1250. Give us a call, and you can be a contestant in the Hornschwaggle Contest. I'll give you uh, three statements, and you just got to tell me true-ski or false-ski, or in other words, Hornschwaggle or no Hornschwaggle, and you can be a lucky winner. What can they win, Tom? They can get a $10 gift certificate to Bucky's Fine Meats and Sausages in McGuanago. And I'll tell you what, that $10 can go a long way. I, I know if I had one of those, I'd be spending it on their jerky. I love their jerky. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. Can yeah. we Can we throw in a, a couple of those well, with, with it, or what do you think? Nah, we'll wait till after. What the heck? Okay, we'll so we got those. Yeah, okay, well, so I got some great yeah. questions. Yeah. They're not too hard. No, they're not. Even hard. a guy like me would, if it's something I know... Then I'll bet you they yeah. know it. Yeah, I know. I, I'm not greatly learned and knowledgeable. No, like Tom, if you were uh, running the Hornschwaggle, no, you've you, asked some, my friend. You've asked some questions that I had no clue about. Really? <laughs> in the past, yeah, you've had I'd a luck few. Out once in a while, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Hmm. So anyway, okay. who who do we got there, and where is he from, Greg? Molitor. Oh, oh, we have Craig Molitor calling in. He's about Sturgeon Spectacular that's going to be taking place in a couple of weeks up there in uh, on Winnebago. Let's put hey, hello. Good morning, Greg. Craig, excuse me, Craig. Good morning. Good morning, and how are you? Good. Now, what is your official title, Craig? Oh, I can yeah. make it up right now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, actually, I'm the president of the Fond du Lac Visitors Bureau. Oh, okay, okay. And tell us about your Sturgeon Spectacular. Absolutely. And by the way, thanks so much for the opportunity to call in. I appreciate it. Uh, we, uh, this is our second annual uh, Sturgeon Spectacular, and its subtitle is A Celebration of Winter and a Really Big Fish. So okay. That, that pretty much sums it up. Uh, we, uh, uh, we try to build a weekend of fun and festivities and activities you know, sort of around the theme of the sturgeon. And of course, the reason we do that is the sturgeon spearing season starts uh this uh the second weekend in february right and now where where is this located the spectacular well, uh, so we're here in fond du lac okay just at the uh fond du lac of course is french for foot of the lake we're at the foot of lake winnebago is that what that stands for yeah that's what it is i like, never knew that I, yeah, yeah. danny we just learned something what <laughs> Yeah, what? Never mind. Don't tell him <laughs> Sorry, again. Sorry, I was busy over here. <laughs> we, we old dogs can learn new tricks. Okay. So uh, we're, we're, we've built this festival around the theme of the sturgeon uh, spearing season. Mm -hmm. it's, it's always the second weekend in February. And this year we've got 
just first of all, the the Sturgeon Spring season is is a, is a wonderful thing. Anyway, I mean, the community comes together and it celebrates this really unique phenomena uh, of the sturgeon, which we have. It's a, it's a one of a kind opportunity in the the Lake Winnebago uh, chain. Yeah. Now, uh, so. do you do you is that do you hold it in that big parking lot that's right at the foot of the lake? <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, where we're going to this festival is going to be throughout the entire community. We've got things happening on the lake, off the lake, uh, inside, outside really throughout the entire town. So it's it's a weekend-long uh, uh, um, list of things that are yeah. happening. Now, this is a family event, I take it. Kids are yeah. welcome. There's a lot of things for kids to do. Absolutely. Great question. And, and that's true. The, the search and spring uh, uh, season really is so family-centric anyway that, that we wanted the festival to kind of reflect that. So we've got... Uh, that we're partnering with the Children's Museum, and they're putting together a, an awesome uh, overnight camp, overnight camp for some for, for the kids. We've got uh, a softball game going on. We've got the Wisconsin State Snow Sculpting uh, Championship. We've got Chili Crawl. Uh, let's see what else. So we're doing a performance. There's a play called Guys on Ice, and it's a, a three-man kind of a Garrison Keeler style sure. play yeah. about ice fishing, and we're doing it. On the ice. So oh, really? On ice, on ice. Yeah. What do you got? Like bleacher? Ever. You got bleachers set up on the ice or something? <laughs> yep, we have a heated. Really? We're yeah. Gonna have bleachers. We're going to have VIP seating as well. But of course, uh, this is Wisconsin, so we'll have bar service in the tent. Uh, <laughs> Unbelievable! Danny loves that. That sounds hey. great. <laughs> on, the, on the frozen surface of uh, Lake Winnebago. So yeah, we're, we're we're pretty darn excited. Wow! What's a website that people can go to to find out everything that's going on? Thanks for that question, too. It's uh, FDL.com. Wait a minute. Say that again. FDL. Say that a little slower. Tom, Tom's slow with the pen. Say, I'm here. trying to write it down. Say that a little slower. <laughs> well, first of all, you can get to our website real easy. It's FDL.com. S-B, uh, Sam, Bob, no, Lincoln? F, Tom. Oh, F. FDL as in fondue lack. Okay, got it. FDL.com. That's it? FDL.com? There you go. Wow, well, that's easy. Well, they must have told him in advance, Tom, that even you can screw up a website like nobody's business. SDL, it's in Sondalac this year. Everybody goes to Sondalac. Hey, I'll tell you what, though. You're right. That is a spectacular weekend up there. Uh, that's the, the sturgeon spearing. I was up last year. Uh, my brother did manage to to uh, spear a sturgeon, not when okay. I was there, wow. but I've I've gone up and I've gone to the various registration uh, stations the last couple of years yeah. just to drive up there and see it, and it's yeah. like a big celebration. There's young, there's old, there's families, yeah. and people walking with these gorgeous, huge fish, yeah. monster oh, yeah. sturgeon. It's incredible. Yeah. You got to drive up there just to see it. Right. And so Absolutely. if people go to fdl.com, they can find out all the activities, everything that's going on up there, right? You bet. We've got uh, we've got itinerary, suggested itineraries. We've got a full list of all the activities that are happening. We have hotel specials. There are specials in restaurants throughout town. It's, a, it's really a community-wide event with live music, uh, throughout the weekend, uh, it's just going to be an awesome time. Well, Craig Molitor, head of the uh, Visitors Bureau. Visitors Bureau, thank you for Sturgeon Spectacular. Thanks for calling. And uh, boy, I'll tell you what, it sounds like a fun event. 
Well, it really does. Have you, we'd love to have you come visit us, and, and uh, all of your all of your listeners are welcome too. Uh, well, I would hope so. We want it. Hey, Craig, <laughs> we, we want a special VIP seat for Tom <laughs> right in front of that in that heated bleacher where they're doing the uh, the doing the ice uh, yeah. performance. Guys on ice. Guys, and a matter of fact, if you need an extra for a grumpy old man, he'd be perfect to put him in there. <laughs> well, he's welcome. You I'll see, bring him beer. I'll Craig, Craig right. you see what I got to put up with. Anyway, <laughs> thank you, Craig for calling and good luck and uh, maybe we'll see you in a couple of weeks up at the Sturgeon Spectacular in Fond du Lac. Awesome. All right. All right. Take Thank care, you man. very much. Take care. All right. Now that's FDL.com. FDL. FDL. Yes. Fond du Lac. Fond du Lac. All right. Now we have the Hornschwaggle and who is our contestant? We have Mark from Pewaukee. All okay. right. Hey, Mark. Thanks for holding through our uh, thing there. And here we go. You know how Hornswoggle works? I think I do. Okay, here we go. Mm-mm-mm. Uh we're gonna talk about spawning fish. Spawning fish. Uh spawning bass. Spawning bass, the males generally are the ones guarding the nest. Hornswoggle, no hornswoggle. No hornswoggle. No hornswoggle. Okay. Right. Here's another one. Thank you, thank you very much. If a, <laughs> if a spawning fish is what's known as a mouth brooder, after the eggs are fertilized, the they actually put them in their mouth. <laughs> hornswoggle or no hornswoggle? No hornswoggle. It's a no hornswoggle. That's right. Yeah, like tilap- tilapia, mm-hmm. uh, which uh, when they breed the tilapia. Okay, well, you're two for two. You won already. But let's just give you another shot. Largemouth bass, walleyes, and pike. Of the three, the largemouth bass are the ones that spawn the first. Hornswoggle or no hornswoggle? Hornswoggle. Hornswoggle. There He's three you for go. Three. Well, I'll tell you, you what, are. you are greatly learned and knowledgeable there and, yeah. and really showing the rest of the hornswoggle contestants how to answer a hornswoggle question. We'll get you. Uh, he's probably got Greg. Get, oh, we'll put you on hold, get your information. We'll talk to you later there. Thanks. Yeah, and we'll, I'll send that out right away to you, Mark. Thanks, gentlemen. Oh, you're care. welcome. Thank you for playing. Yeah, that's. Those I, are think all. I think that was our buddy Sankey. Yeah, yeah I kind of think so. He's Thanks. very smart. Yeah. He knows his. Speaking yeah. of smart. What's he doing up so early today? I don't know. So, <laughs> speaking of smart, Tom, you're greatly learned and knowledgeable, as we've mentioned. Yes, yes. Uh, yes, yes. I was looking on the DNR website, and uh, apparently they've got like a, a special site where people can. Uh, report their sightings of various mm-hmm. birds throughout the state. Mm-hmm. So there was uh, several things spotted. Uh, one was called a harlequin duck in Milwaukee. I've heard of those. You have heard of them. Mm-hmm. I'd never heard of a harlequin duck. I've heard mm-hmm. of the harlequin novels, but not the ducks. Right, yeah. Is the duck named after the book series? I think it's versa? because it's a uh, uh, highly decorated duck. It's highly you know? colorful? Yeah, colorful. Thank you. Yeah. Therefore, therefore, a Harlequin novel is a colorful novel. Not re- not really. You've read them? Uh, uh, I'd never admit no. to reading a Harlequin novel. I, I didn't ever. I don't think I've ever had. I might have, but I forgot. Okay. I read the Hardy Boys series. <laughs> Harlequin duck. Okay. How about this one? The Great White Fronted Goose. I've I've seen that name. You but, have seen it. But I don't know. Apparently, there was a great white-fronted goose spotted. I can't remember. It wasn't Milwaukee, but great white-fronted goose. I'm just curious. What the heck is a great white-fronted goose? Well, Is it got, a goose you it, can... It must be in the goose family. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> no S-H-I-T, Sherlock. 
Probably. Yeah. If they, okay. if they don't see too many of them, it's if it's a big deal to see one, I guess they must be kind and of. And here rare. was another word I saw on the DNR website: crampon. Oh yeah, no, yeah. Don't go. Don't Sounds go there like, now. Don't go there. C R A M P O N. Yeah, crampon. There was something about a crampon, and I thought, what's a crampon? I think that has. They, I, I could be totally. They, they were wrong. talking about something. It's, a, it's an do... implement. It's a tool for climbing or something, isn't it? Oh, oh, I remember. Yeah. They were talking about. They, they've got a lot of hikes going on right now. Do you know what's yeah. big in the state? Yeah. The DNR has. They've got these uh, these heights these hikes. And it, a candlelight hikes going on throughout mm-hmm. the state. They're like a hike slash. You can do cross country ski if the trail is good. And yeah. they do these yeah. these these hikes, and it's like a big event. Right. Yeah. yeah. And they said it's slippery on the trail, so you need your crampon. Yeah. Oh, oh maybe Crampons. that that must that be uh, on for... shoes where you have your cl- ice cleats like or whatever. But they call it a crampon. They call it a crampon. Unless yeah. <laughs> shouldn't it be a clamp on? If yeah. you're clamping it on, I don't know. There's that kind of the yucky term, the yuppie term for crampons. See, I don't know. Like for the people that are, you know, see, sodbuster fishermen, it's just cleats. But if you're yeah. a yuppie from, you know, Madison doing a, doing a nighttime, you know, trail hike with your Greenpeace brothers, it's a crampon. I guess. Okay. Okay. Well, Work on that, Greg. Find out. Yeah, we we got uh, Greg Janik and his update coming up. We are presented by. Interstate heating right out there in Sussex. We'll be right back with more. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.